Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSB Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. I want to say hello, hello to all of you fantastic leaders out there, incredible speakers, inspiring to grow in their speaking skill set. It is awesome to have you join us on another DSB Leadership Speaking Podcast episode. As usual, I am joined by my twin brother, my co-host, Danny Brown. And today, today, we've got an exciting topic for you today. I'm thrilled that we're going to be talking about nonverbal communication. Why is this important? How is this important for you if you're looking at yourself as a speaker, as a presenter? Why nonverbal communication? Well, we, we talked about this before, and I talk about this all the time in our training. You've got to understand that there are different forms of communication. We're not just talking about the verbal words. Mm-hmm. We're not just talking about the delivery. We're actually talking about nonverbal communication, not just the tone or the words that you use, the actual speech. But we're talking about the things you don't do and how you communicate. And you really communicate in so many ways through your facial expressions, right? How you use your mouth, what you do with your face, your eyes, what you do with your body when you're doing this, when the way you walk around. We talked about this in an earlier episode, what not to do, putting your hands in your pocket, slouch back, acting like you're not involved, that you don't care. These things can damage your ability to present and a credible presentation. Do not take lightly nonverbal communication. As a matter of fact, what I do before any training session, I'll ask them, of the forms of communication, the actual words you use, the ability to look at what we call body language, when we look at the spoken words, and well, I'll ask them, say, of these, what's the most impactful effective form of communication and you know how many people actually don't pick body language many of them more people in the room would say the words you use of course the actual words are the most powerful but studies only show that that's seven percent 55 percent impactful is the non-verbal communication because right in the very beginning if you come across like you're not interested your audience is not going to be interested this is why we're going to talk about nonverbal communication today. What do you think, Dan? I agree with you, Dave. I think a lot of times we do not look at that as deeply as we should. Even the conversations that I used to lead global sales, I would travel overseas to Asia. I would tell you the, the way the Japanese people speak with you, Koreans speak with you, Indians speak with you, totally different. And the mannerism, yep. whether they agree with you or not, the shaking of their head, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not... It's not something that you can just look at and say, okay, whatever that means, it just means whatever. No, it's it's insinuating. It yeah. could be really an emphasis. It could really mean more depth of the meaning than just nothing. So I think it really enhances the communication, even though it's nonverbal. Yeah. 
I agree. And, and if I could add this, Dan, I, I've done some international, that was actually my background, international marketing and business. And you could literally offend yeah. your audience, the people you're trying to close that deal with by how you sit in a chair, showing the heels of your, the soles of your feet, using your left hand in certain countries to give somebody something could be offensive because that's the hand that they look at as what you use to clean yourself up in the bathroom. These are things that can win and lose deals. Nonverbal is important. It's not just your posture on the stage. It's actually your ability to look into your audience, do enough research to know what you should or should not be doing. How you dress is nonverbal, but it speaks volumes. Do not go into Buckeye territory, Ohio State, and wear your Michigan colors and think that no one's going to be offended by it. True it that. happens. This is why it's important that we understand that nonverbal communication is just as vital, if not more, than verbal communication or even the words that you're using. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. Today, we'd like to thank our sponsor, AppGallop, where cloud meets commerce. AppGallop is a cloud commerce automation and marketplace platform, enabling service providers to drive revenue growth achieve agility, and kickstart digital transformation. In fact, if you're in the telco space or you're an internet service provider, AppGallop will accelerate your time to the fast-growing cloud market, delivering all the top-selling cloud services to your customers with unified identity, access, subscription billing, and payment management. If you want to sell your cloud platform, you need AppGallop. If you have telco products, circuit switches, hosting services, whether it's private cloud or public cloud, and you want to include AWS, Microsoft Azure, and Google, you want to make sure you use AppGallop, the one-stop platform for digital transformation. Thank you very much, AppGallop. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast, and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. I was thinking, um, as, you, as you brought that up, <laughs> wearing the colors that... Uh, Jenny, because my wife went to University of Michigan for her MBA program, and we would go visit friends in Ohio. And on our phones, you know, right here is a popper, it's Microsoft, but on her phone, the popper, it says Michigan. And of course, she's wearing her Michigan gear, not no. just not thinking about the environment we're going to be in. Right. And knowing that people were looking at us, we, we just sat down and people were looking at us. They're like, what's going on with these people? What's wrong with these guys? <laughs> totally 100% clueless. I mean, it even reminds us when we were growing up as kids. And our, we would do something. 
really bad. As boys, we broke things in the house. I don't know how many times we broke a vase. Yeah. Well, one of my mother's, our, our mom's ancient, ancient chinaware. That's something she got when she, her mother had, her mother mother had way before the Japanese invaded Korea and all that other stuff. We broke that. And then my dad, it was in the army and he had, he had his stuff. And then I broke that as well. And the alarm clock, I broke that. And there's so many times we did some bad stuff growing up as kids. I don't want to get all into it because then people would just think that we were really bad boys. But we weren't. We just <laughs> being boys. We just break things. And then mom would just look at us. Mm. She just gave us that look. Didn't have to say anything. She just turned around, gave us that look. I looked at you. You looked at me. And we just we turned around and just walked away. Do you remember the looks? Do you remember the looks we used to get? Mm. There's no words that have to be said. It's just those looks. Yep. And, and, and I think that is what that, that is so powerful. Even now being a father, I, I just have to give my kid a look. And sometimes it's a good look and sometimes it's not a good look. And they know looking at me if I'm happy or not happy. And that is so true. It's the nonverbal and it speaks volumes. We talk about this and I know we're going to get to it later, Dan, but the, even the eye contact, all this is important. That's nonverbal. But let me ask you this. If you're sitting there and your mother or our mother or our boss, our neighbor, they don't respond. They're just pausing and just looking at you. What does that do? How does that communicate, Dan? What do you think when someone just sits there and says nothing? First of all, I would have to say that with the society we live in today, we, we, we're like the microwave society. We want things immediately. That long pause or break or silence would drive me crazy. <laughs> You're right. Wait a minute. Did I do something wrong? Do I yeah. smell? Uh, my hair all right? I mean, <laughs> what's going on? I, I, why aren't you talking to me? That's, I, I kind of want to scream that. Why aren't you saying something? Do something, right. anything. I don't care. Just say something. That silence is it's, it's almost deadly if you think about it. Yeah, it's, it's tough when you get no response back and it can make you feel insecure. But on the flip side of it, pausing silence can be powerful because it could give your audience a moment to soak in what you just said. You just said mm. something that was like alarming or something that, was, that raised an eyebrow or piqued an interest. You said something that just shot their world. Let them soak it in a little bit. Don't you think I that agree. you can use a pause in that way too? I totally agree with you on that. We, when you are doing storytelling, for example, with children, and I've met a lot of great storytellers at the library, believe it or yeah. not. I take my kids to the book reading. And here in Texas, we have a, an area uh, once a month. It's specifically for homeschool kids. And my kids are homeschooled because I like to take them with me when I go on business trips and they travel with me around the world. So we're sitting down in the library and the author of the book will come and read their book to the children. Nice. And when they read the book to the children, you will see they're, they're a grown adult, but they act like kids, their whole expression. We had this woman come in and speak about growing up in the South. And it was <laughs> oh. like, what kind of book is like that for the kids? But it was really talking about what it was like being a kid in the, in the South. And she had these facial expressions. She was like, and she would do these terms and the kids would jump up like, oh my gosh, she's a spider. They were, they were, they were, they were mimicking <laughs> her expressions. And that was one of the cool things is that there's over 10,000 different expressions that the human face can make and wow. articulate. 
Over wow. 10,000. It's not wow. just the smiling, the blinking. You know, there's so many things. Even like, even your daughter, I'm not going to throw her out there, but I'm sure when you speak to her, sometimes she rolls her eyes, right? That's just, <laughs> that's a form of, of a nonverbal communication. Right. So, it is very important as a speaker to think about our audience. Mm. You are the focal point. They are looking at you. So it's not just your message that you're verbally speaking. True. It's the message you're not verbally speaking. Like you said earlier, it's the outfit you wear, the clothes you wear. It's the way yeah. you can. It's the way you put your foot up. So these are things that we all want you guys to think about. Yeah. And, and I love that you shared about the speaker or the, the author reading the book. Mm. And it's so true the way that he or she speaks can move the children. Mm. And I think we do the same thing with our audience when we're speaking live, when we're speaking to them verbal, uh, vir uh, virtually online. Your face is so vital. I tell people, you better exercise your facial muscles. And you know, you know, I'm like doing this and we're stretching and we're doing these warm-ups. Why is this important? Because you've got to move your audience with what you do. And your face says it all. Like Dan said, you can smile without smiling. Yep. You can show frustration. You can peek an eyebrow. I can't do that thing that Dwayne DeWarp does with his eye. I mean, I don't know how he does that. But <laughs> when he does that, you're like, is he intrigued? Is he confused? What's going on there? But that's facial expression. That's using it. And you can't just limit it to people who are speaking to kids. You use it powerfully even when you're speaking with adults. Exactly. Your facial expressions could be everything. And Dan, you mentioned this earlier, even how we move our arms, yep. how we stand on the stage can do immeasurably more than just sitting still or keeping your arms down by your side. Yep. It's dangerous when you have a speaker never move their arms. It's right? hard. I mean, just stand still for five minutes. What do you do with your arms naturally? Just stand still, talk to your best friend, talk to your spouse, talk to your kids. Just stand there for five minutes. And what do you do with your arms? It is very difficult. Yep. The human, human beings, they don't know what to do with their arms. They don't know what to do with, do, do at all. That's why they put their arms in their pockets. Yep. Just like our last episode, we, we spoke about in their last episode, what not to do. Yeah. One of the non-verbal -form, non forms of communication is crossing your arms, leaning back putting your hands in your pocket, leaning on the podium and gripping it like you're doing a roller coaster ride because you're scared. All <laughs> those tell the audience a lot of negative things about you, a whole lot of negative things about you. If I'm, if I'm speaking to my wife and I say, babe, I love you so much. You're the best thing in the whole wide world. <laughs> now she's going to think, but what? Why is your arms crossed? What is wrong? <laughs> right. Wrong? Did I say something offensive to you? What's really going on? You say I'm awesome. You say I'm great, but your arms are crossed. What's really going on? Exactly. So, the audience. Hey, I'm so glad to be here today. But you know, I mean, they're not going to get that same thing, right? Am I right, Dave? I mean, what are you thinking about that? I, I completely agree. And I'm so glad you brought the thing up with our wives. They know us. And they know when we're there. And oftentimes they know it based on our body language. Yep. And I'll tell you, if you want to know where somebody's at and you want to know if they're credible, look at their body language. That, that can speak volumes, maybe even louder than the words they actually use. If my children say, I'm sorry, dad, but they don't look like they're really sorry. Are they sorry? Or are they just sorry they got caught? Mm. Let me throw something out, Dan. Think, think about it from this standpoint. What if we go to the extreme? We talk about not using 
body language effectively or not using it to express ourselves. And when we're naturally talking to friends, maybe we do move our arms. But what if we do it too much? Do you think it could be detrimental if we did that too much? If we flared our arms and we walked and paced up the room too much? I mean, how can it hurt us to have too much of that? I think, I think you're absolutely correct. Using your hands and your arms to accentuate a point, to guide people's eyes towards a certain direction and say, look at the horizon, to emphasize, look at what I'm saying. But to continue, if you do too much of it, right, you're, you're not only going to confuse the audience, they're no longer going to focus on your message. They're going to focus on where you're going with the hands. What's happening? Mm. Why am I, what's going, you know, I don't, I see speakers do this a lot. They'll get on the stage and every single word is with the hand. And you got to go to the, 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 the. At first, I'm, I, I, I'm a grown man. Why do I need you to keep beating me over the head over and over and over again? Just get to your point. But they, they're, they're doing this. This is how they accentuate. It's okay yeah. to use it yeah. a couple of times to accentuate. This is very important. But to say, this is very important. Here's the reason why you got to do this and you got to do that. That's oh that would get on my nerves me so much, but you're yeah. absolutely right. There's, you can take something that's good and you can make it bad real quickly, yeah. real easily. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Thank you for checking out the Twins Talk It Up podcast. If you're enjoying this program and are learning something along with us, please consider becoming a supporting member through our Patreon at patreon.com slash DSB Leadership Speaking. Also consider leaving a great rating on iTunes and comment on our other platforms. If you would like more information or would like to become a guest on a future episode, please send a message via our website, www.dsbleadershipgroup.com. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast, and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. And I think it could be something as simple as putting your finger up, letting the audience know you've got one point left, one statement to make, but you can also turn it around and actually discourage someone when you're pointing at them like this. Yeah. You know, and this is why it's important to understand your body language and how to control it. Let me tell you something that may not seem like a major deal, but it could something be something that could break a deal. Sweaty hands. Shaking, biting your nails, twiddling your fingers, doing it too much when you're up there speaking. Like Dan said, it can be very distracting. What I would encourage you to consider, and this is what I encourage all my clients to do, is film yourself giving a presentation. Mm. Look at yourself. Look at how you present yourself. What do you do when you get nervous 
You knew when you're up there, you were getting nervous at this point or this juncture of your presentation. Yeah. What was your body language like? Did yeah. you command the room? Did you have great presence? Did you overly exaggerate yourself or do something to make a point? Yep. These are things that you have to keep in mind. And I think if you don't take the time to record yourself, you're not going to be able to get that feedback. Now, this may not be the same, but I want to say I challenge other speaking training companies because I've heard companies go, don't record yourself. You'll get discouraged. It'll be a tendency for you to find out all the things you're doing wrong. Mm. My conviction is why not find the things you're doing well and then highlight a, an area or two that you can improve. Exactly. Because if you go into the film, only look for what you're doing wrong. Only look for the ways you didn't use mm. your arms right and the ways you didn't lean in when you're telling a story, then you'll become discouraged. Exactly. But if you watch it looking for those signs, did I use my hands in the right way? Did I overly do something? Was I smiling when I was making that joke with the audience? Mm -hmm. These are things that are going to help you with that positive feedback to become a better speaker, especially when you recognize or acknowledge that 55% of the message is through nonverbal communication. You've got to be aware of your body language, what you're doing with your face, what you're doing with your eyes, mm -hmm. how you're standing, how you're seating, how you're presenting yourself. These are all important. So nonverbal communication. Let me let me ask this, Dan. And, and, and please, if you don't, if you want to add something to that, Dan, go ahead and add something to that. I would have to say, watch if you're tapping your toes, you're tapping the side of your leg. It, it reminds me of a conversation I had with Jenny, my wife, Jenny, and she was speaking and I kept tapping my leg. And in my mind, I was like, okay, hurry up so I can get my point in. <laughs> and she I don't know. I'm not saying she read my mind 100%, but because of my body language, she knew exactly what was going on in my mind. She goes, oh, you want me to hurry up so you can go ahead and speak, don't you? <laughs> so no, not at all. Sure, I can see right now you're tapping your hands because you want me to hurry and move on with my conversation. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. I just had to throw that in there. It's just kind of funny to me. It is funny when you go back and you look at it. You, we don't realize it. You're shaking that leg. <clears throat> when you get that deep sigh, like... <sighs> And they're like, okay, you're done listening to me, aren't you? Mm. It's vital as a speaker to keep these things in mind. I cannot emphasize enough. Watch yourself. Understand why your nonverbal communication is louder at times than your verbal communication. Mm. Go back and go on YouTube. Watch your favorite presenters. Listen to them speak. Watch the way they command the room. How do they walk around the room? How do they use their arms? This is going to give you some great feedback into what you should implement in, as a strategy for how you speak because nonverbal is important. I know we're going to touch on this in future episodes, but Dan, I really wanted to kind of bring this out to you so you can see and understand that what you don't hear yeah. can be just as loud as what you hear. So let me throw this out, Dan, in terms of something that might seem interesting. We're, we're talking about nonverbal communication. We're talking about how we felt from birthday parties, the excitement, the surprise, how we felt when we had deaths or tragedies. These are all emotions that can be expressed through nonverbal communication. We're talking about the ability to be able to get that out and communicate it in a way where you can connect with your audience. What about things such as visual props? That's in some ways, PowerPoint slides, visual props, whiteboard up there. Th those aren't verbal. How do you view those things? And maybe we're going to touch on this in a future episode, but, but how do you view those props or those things that what we call visual 
but not necessarily verbal. I'd like to go back to uh, something you said earlier about using your hands. Yeah. Your hand is actually a prop. If you use too much of it, you take people away from you. Yeah. You distract them. So props are great. PowerPoint slides are great, as you said, but it could be a way they take people away. You don't want to do that. You want to make sure you use it to accentuate yes. your point, your message. Sometimes they need a verbal reminder while you're speaking. That's good. But if you use too much of it, it can definitely distract people without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, Dan, what really gets me is when I see a presenter using, let's say, a prop like that or slides and their backs turn to me. Yeah. That drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. Because as you mentioned earlier, those are just aids. Those are just to help guide and move the conversation along. You should not be reading an entire novel <laughs> on PowerPoint. It drives me nuts because it makes me feel like I can just go read it myself. Just tell me the source. Right. Send me the slides. <laughs> right, right. Don't turn your back to me, right? I hate that. That's the worst thing you do is turn your back to somebody, right? right. So anyways, I hope this has been helpful for all of you today. I hope this has been encouraging and perhaps you've gotten a couple laughs out of this. But Dan, I really want to thank you for joining our podcast. We ask that you continue to listen in, subscribe to the DSB Leadership Speaking uh, Group. Also, I want to encourage you to share with your friends who we are, what we're about. Let them listen in, chime in. Let us know what you want to hear about. And we'll go ahead and cover these things in future episodes. Thank you again for joining us. We look forward to hearing from you again. Until the next time, we'll see you again in the next episode. Take care, guys. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSB Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.